0: Hello and welcome to another Sports Next Door podcast. My name is Owen. Today is Wednesday, September 27th and I'm joined, as I always am, by my neighbor Max. How's going, my friend?
1: I'm sore. I'm tired. I'm working again and uh, it's been very absorptive. How about you?
0: Good, good. Uh, Just trying to keep in the swing of things with coaching on the go, work on the go, trying to get uh, my own fitness in there somewhere between mm-hmm. all those things. And and of course, uh, got to make sure I always carve out some time to, to chop it up with you. So um, hope you're hanging in there with the aches and pains of back in the moving gig and happy to uh, jump s- on and talk some sports today.
1: I remember, uh, DC said in a press conference that he threw out his back sneezing and had to withdraw from a fight and reschedule it. And I am this close to doing that this morning, like I woke up and sneezed and was like, oh my God, you really can throw out your back sneezing.
0: That's terrifying.
1: Yeah. Uh, thank God it wasn't a particularly ragweed heavy day.
0: Yeah. Otherwise you would have been out of commission. <laughs>
1: What a way to go. All right. Um, We have a lot to get to, though. We have some breaking news, almost blockbuster news to get to. So many weeks we've had slated at the back of the pod. Are we going to talk about the fact that Lillard seems to not be getting traded? And then Providence, luck, something else, we never get to it. And uh, out of nowhere, it felt like, the Milwaukee Bucks and Phoenix Suns enter the picture and a massive trade happens between the three teams. I think no, the 1A side of this trade, though, is Damian Lillard will join Giannis Antetokounmpo and compete with the Milwaukee Bucks this coming season out. First thoughts?
0: It's a massive deal. And you knew it was coming before training camp because Portland couldn't go into the new season with him still on the roster. It just wasn't going to work that way. All the whispers were that it was coming to a head. It was going to happen. And minutes before this trade came through, Shams released a tweet that the Raptors Uh, had acquired Damian No way. (laughs) So really, really tough moment for us fans. Would have been fascinated to see what the full package entailed there. But this trade is just as blockbuster. Um, massive that the Suns got involved. And there's so many different ways that you can pick apart this one. Um, the overall trade is Lillard headed to Milwaukee. Portland receiving Drew Holiday, DeAndre Ayton, Tumani Kamara, and a 2029 20, first-round Bucks pick and Bucks pick swap. And the Suns receive Yusuf Nurkic, Nasir Little, Keon Johnson, and Grayson Allen. Massive deal, yeah. Damian Lillard, Giannis Antetokounmpo. I'd say that is top two duo in the NBA now.
1: Just based with on Giannis,
0: the absolute prime of his career, and Lillard being on the back end of his prime. Um, You p- match that up against Murray, Jokic. You match that up against Tatum, Brown, LeBron, Davis, Kawhi, PG. Like i put that bucks duo in with anyone um and it's gonna be so 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 fascinating because Giannis has never had this level of player to play beside mm-hmm. either um yeah really really thrilling for milwaukee fans because it instantly raises the ceiling of their team and also is a pretty significant move to try and keep Giannis happy after his comments a couple weeks ago about potentially leaving if uh, the Milwaukee Bucks did not make a significant move.
1: I think if you're a Bucks fan and there's any hesitation or worry about this trade on the surface of um, giving up the three picks in the future, I think it's really smart on, on Portland's and a real win for them that they're able to put those picks six years from now. You think about Lillard being 33. Uh, you think about the physical style of Giannis's play uh, I don't know if there's ever been an athletic specimen quite like that. So you don't know what that's going to look like in his thirties. And it feels like a pretty good gamble on their end to have. So they have to the pick swaps in 28 and 30 and the unprotected pick in 29. Um, pretty good chance at landing some top 10 picks there in those three years, depending on the state of Milwaukee. But you're a Bucks fan. You can't be mad at it. After Giannis made those comments, um, it will be interesting to see how this folds. And I don't want to get ahead of myself and jump the gun saying, like, now Giannis is staying, like, this cements his career as a buck. Like, Miller is 33 years old. Um, Giannis, he'll be 34, soon turning 35 when Giannis has to make that decision. I'm not sure long term how enticing that is to get him to extend. Another four years, but a lot of that is probably going to depend on how this year goes. Nate Silver had a nice little quick uh, write-up and response, just looking at some advanced stats, and found that like over the last three years, Lillard's offense has been so good uh, that even though there is a regression in losing... Drew uh... Holiday? Thank you. Yeah. Uh, that, like, the defense loss or that advantage that Drew has over Lillard is dwarfed, not dwarfed, but diminished, outsized by the offensive advantage that uh, Lillard yeah. brings. So, advanced stats on surface, this is going to be lightning in a bottle, dynamite, unstoppable. Um, there's also something just really fun about thinking about the range of Lillard. And like how and how that's gonna like draw everyone a little more out and like what that'll do to open the paint. And Giannis is a great playmate. Yeah, it's it's gonna be such electric offense. And I think there's not a lot of knocks on Willard defensively the way like some point guards have like it, it's not something he's heralded for mm-hmm. but i think when you take that type of player and slot them into a relatively strong defensive team it's not going to be a weakness it's not going to be something easy mm-hmm. to attack and they've got a good system uh, obviously that system will have some changes coming with adrian griffin figuring out how he wants to uh run the show But I think this is going to be a small defensive downgrade from specialist to average in an above-average defensive team. The offense is going to be terrifying, and it's no surprise that on the betting markets, they jump to the number one favorite to win the Cup.
0: Yeah, so fascinating that the last time Giannis was unhappy, they go out, they make the Drew Holiday trade. And now, once again, comments happen a couple weeks later. In in Arrive comes... uh, Da- damien lillard and yeah you just it's lillard it's middleton that they're hoping can be a better two-way presence than he showed last year it's bobby portis it's Brook lopez and then you just try and fill in wing defenders like a wesley matthews like a jay crowder like a joe ingles and kind of build out your roster from there uh you're going to lose a little bit defensively, but Giannis and Brooke as the back line are just so formidable that you can give up a little bit more on the perimeter and you'll make up for it with that explosive firepower from Lillard. Uh, Not too much more to say on the buck side, just that if you are a fan, remember the feeling of the title two seasons ago and hope that they can recreate it with Giannis and Lillard on the Portland side of things. What a deal that they were able to get. I mean, the best asset that they had seen out there was Hero and potentially OG Ananobi. You're able to get Drew Holiday, which my guess will fetch you quite a pretty penny at the trade deadline to move him to a contender. And then you get DeAndre Ayton, which I believe is a stronger asset than Tyler Hero. That can get debated, but he was a guy who needed a fresh start. Uh, was a pivotal guy on a finals team, can provide rim presence as well as some inside scoring and obviously that lob threat. He's one of the best mobile bigs, like the only seven-footer really, who can move with people at the center position, both the the absolute big fives and then your your ones and twos. He can at least stay in front for two seconds, if anything, right? Rather than just being a pylon. Uh, and then of course you get the picks that ideally turn into something special a couple years down the road. Um, Aiden's a much better fit than hero with scoot Henderson, uh, with Anthony Simons. And I like what Portland was able to pick up out of this. Uh, Max, I don't know if you have any additional thoughts on the trailblazers side of things.
1: Yeah. Like I, Aiden is in my, for the fit on the team. Um, I think a little older than Hero, um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing. This team losing a lot of age and veteranness, the fresh start. Um, I guess I can transition from that to like, how do you feel the Suns made out? Uh, like I I tend to look twice because when I heard the things, like at first I thought, oh, they got Drew Holiday to help like at point guard as well. Uh, they must that,
0: be, yeah. They must be high on Keon Johnson as a prospect because the only player playable player in that package right now is Grayson Allen, in my opinion. Yusuf yeah. Nurkic, so many injuries is just such a defensive liability at this point that it feels like this was almost a salary dump. And finally, being able to get rid of DeAndre Aiden, who's been trying to get out for years.
1: Yeah, we'll see. There, there's maybe a little bit of a benefit. If you reduce the number of cooks in the kitchen, you get more of a role player than a star player uh, when they already are going to have so many issues running the offense and sharing the ball. So if Nurkic can stay healthy, I don't think that will go bad for the Suns, Um, but one-to-one you take Aiden over Nurkic every day of the week at this point in their careers. Yeah, it just feels like
0: we're we're headed towards a situation where Kevin Durant in the starting or closing five is the only player on the floor who plays any sort of defense, and I'm gonna be and he wasn't a fan of that in Brooklyn, so I'm very fascinated to see how he's gonna feel about it in Phoenix.
1: Yeah, so for the Bucks, a absolute win. It it ramps up the pressure, and anything less than a NBA Finals appearance is going to be a disappointing season is my first thought uh the trail player blazers make out like bandits uh and turn a situation where it seemed like they might be getting one player and one pick uh and the high on that player not necessarily that great um it, it there's a bit of a benefit in like rubbing a little salt in the wound in miami you get to send lillard to the east where he can plague them more and just give like a nice little middle finger to the heat for lowballing them all summer and feeling like the deal was in their back pocket and i guess we wait and see on the phoenix suns i i have yet to see any takes that talk a big upside for them um who knows
0: yeah, so, so shocking to kind of have this come out of the blue. Milwaukee was not a front runner, and we'll get even more uh, time to digest this trade in the coming weeks. Of course, media day coming up in the near future, so they'll get to get all of that out of the way, and, and it gives a fresh start for Portland to really focus on their rebuild and their season ahead. Um, tough one for the Raptors. I had put into our notes that the Raptors were – was this the master plan of Lillard Giannis in Toronto? And unfortunately, it just happened to happen somewhere else.
1: I am curious. It, it feels like there has been a lot of negativity in certain media circles and attitudes towards Lillard and the approach he's taken this offseason. Uh, the Bucks being a, Milwaukee being a more small market team less consistent success. Giannis being such a fan favorite, I'm curious how much this pushes the needle in the other way. If that summer of headlines kind of just becomes a old memory hole thing or some of uh, the actions and comments and the going uh, remembers. Because yeah, I'm I'm still a little irked about some of the Toronto comments.
0: Mm, Yeah, well we'll get plenty of chances to play him and prove him wrong. I'm
1: not excited about that personally.
0: (laughs) No, no, definitely not. All right. Yeah, so that big trade out of the way really does leave just the hardened situation here uh, towards the start of the NBA season, which we are rapidly approaching. Uh, The season that is in full swing is the NFL uh, with week four coming up tomorrow with the Lions taking on the Packers. We did have some fun upsets last week with Indianapolis beating the Ravens in overtime, the Texans taking down Jacksonville, and the Arizona Cardinals taking down the Dallas Cowboys with Dak Prescott not having his greatest performance.
1: Sorry, the team you said was top three in the NFL the week before, right?
0: Yeah, yeah. No, and they lose to a team that is a lot friskier than anyone had anticipated but was definitely picked and slated to be a bottom five team in the league so a tough loss for dallas they did have some o-line injuries as well as their star corner trayvon Diggs down for the season with an acl injury in practice just tough tough a couple blowouts to mention cleveland browns their defense is has kind of taken the mantle of the dallas cowboys as potentially one of the best in the league up there with San Francisco. Uh, They beat Titans 27 to three. The Buffalo bills beat the commanders 37 to three, and they'll face the Miami dolphins this week in the absolute premier matchup of the season. So far as the dolphins lay 70 points on my poor hapless Denver Broncos.
1: We'll give you your flowers for last week where you called the Denver season over and also had the Dolphins in your top three teams. Yep,
0: that's exactly it. So many people texted me to offer condolences, and I said, not even sad. The season was over last week. So uh, just a brutal beat down. Something's wrong in that locker room. And uh, almost felt worse that Miami decided to kneel rather than kick the NFL record setting field goal for most points scored in a game. Wow. Um both their running backs had four touchdowns. If you had either of those guys in fantasy, you won your week. Um and yeah, just brutal loss for Denver. Thank God it was distracted by one Taylor Swift who is reportedly uh, going to be in the building in Kansas City for the New York Jets game next weekend. Travis Kelsey, Taylor Swift, what an epic marketing scam.
1: I saw a wonderful tweet about this, about the crossovers of the Swiftie universe and how there <laughs> are have to be a whole bunch of new football fans.
0: Here's uh, my take on it, is initially... Great promo, two really marketable humans. Travis Kelsey, one of the biggest stars in the most popular television in the United States. Taylor Swift, one of the largest global pop stars, right? It's perfect merging of worlds. It helps Taylor break into like the one market that she can't but needs to crack, right? Like the dads who take their kids to her shows, Mm -hmm. big football fans. And Travis Kelsey, charismatic, attractive, physical man. I mean, I think they jumped into this as a marketing scheme to promote her new album, her new movie, but it's not the worst thing in the world to be dating Travis Kelsey. So I I don't necessarily see it going anywhere just with how like type A she is about picking things and the timing just seems too perfect. But I'm sure it's fun to be hanging out when you're a power couple like that. So that's kind of my take on it is it's definitely a promo that could turn into something more. But that remains to be seen.
1: Uh, game all right or not even? <laughs> uh, about it. It's
0: a perfect game to have her at because the Chicago Bears are brutal. We get yeah. the absolute uh, worst game ever this week. Broncos Bears.
1: Oh, my God.
0: It's just, it's just the two saddest <laughs> franchises in the league are, right now.
1: How crushed are you going to be if the Broncos lose? Like, is there a layer below rock bottom? Or just I honestly think
0: matter? so. Like, the Bears are in infinite hell right now. So if the Broncos lose to them, I, I don't know what's worse than that. Yeah. And then. After all that being said, I mean, we could go Devon a chain as the fantasy player of the week, just with him uh, in his basically rookie debut, scoring 51 fantasy points. Uh, I do want to go to the Bills defense, though. Anytime you get over 20 points from a defense, that is an absolute steal. They put up 35 which is which is wide receiver one type numbers from your defense four interceptions they had sacks and a forced fumble so shout out to the Bills defense this week as that one's a popular one but a slight sleeper on the defensive side and that wraps up my NFL recap for week three super pumped for week four
1: thank you thank you uh, you said something about swing full swing taking <laughs> off this side uh, speaking of the motion. Yeah, not my best segue. The mm-hmm. ATP Chinese swing is underway with two 250 wrap events wrapping up in the past two days. Alex Zverev continues his return to form, winging in Chengdu over Roman Southland. And Karen Kashinov takes out Japanese Nishioka in Zhuhai. Each of them will be competing in the Beijing also known as the China Open, a 500-level event with a real who's who. Every player in the top 10 except Novak Djokovic, who will not be competing at all on the Chinese swing, and Taylor Fritz will be competing. Uh, We're getting pretty close to the race to turn, uh, or the race to turn going on, getting pretty close. Uh, to locking up those spots. The first three belonging to Djokovic, Alcaraz, and Medvedev. The remaining five up for grabs, with Yannick Sinner having a decent hold on the fourth spot, but um, a, a breakable one with still two Masters events to be played, as well as a couple of 500s up for grabs, Andre Rublev, Stefano Tsitsipas, Alex Zverev, and Holger Rune. The next five, Rublev sitting at five with 3,640. Rune is sitting at eight with just 3,055 points earned on the year. Fritz trailing him by just 45. Spaces out a little there. Kaspar, Alex Dimenauer, Tommy Paul, uh, probably the last guys really in the running who have been consistent enough this year will have the chance to go there. Uh, with that in mind, the Bayesian draw out, play starts, and I'm not going to get it right with the time zone difference, but basically today, tomorrow, uh, other than the qualifiers, every name on this 32-person draw, well-known. Uh, the aforementioned Kachanov, who won in the 250 event this past week, is we'll looking at a likely Alcaraz matchup in the second round, rough for him. Uh, Kasper Ruud would face the winner of that if he can find his consistency to go on. Tough first round for Felix Auger-Aliassime, playing Holger Rune, third seeded in the tournament. Maybe a great opportunity for him, though. Uh, both players have really struggled to find wins on tour these last few months. Felix got a bit of a chance to boost the confidence at the Lava Cup uh, this past week. Though I think Holger, a tougher matchup on paper, at least. Uh, and then Yannick Sinner sitting in the bottom half of that draw, so it could be another great uh, Alcaraz-Sinner semis if they can both make it. Daniel Evans, no easy matchup in that first round, though. Then in the bottom half, Alex Zverev sits at the top. He's got a pretty great-looking run all the way to the quarters, where he's slated to face Tsitsipas. Who has still not yet won a tournament this year? Uh, so this Asian swing, like real do-or-die, he's on par for points. He's not, he's still sitting fine in the rankings. Um, but he's gotta step it up a little, I think, or it's gonna get tight if any of those guys I mentioned start really making a push. And then Andre Rublev, the five seed, um, Daniel Medvedev at the bottom of the draw. Uh so frisky fun matchup between Demon Hour and Andy Murray in the first round. Uh Medvedev facing Tommy Paul, also a fun matchup. So that'll get intense real quick at the bottom. Rublev facing Cam Nori. And then uh Rublev-Medvedev slated to meet in the court yeah, quarters. Uh so the Asian swing hasn't been happening in China. These past few years, there are no points being defended at this event or the Shanghai 1000 event coming up. Uh, I think the Japanese 500 was played last year, if I'm not mistaken. Um, It's always interesting just when there's a little less pressure on the players. You can go up in ranking, but you can't go down or you can't lose points at least. Uh, So we'll see who can rise to the top with that freedom of play. A lot to look forward to, even with no grand slams left.
0: Perfect. We'll wrap up here with a little bit of baseball talk. The Toronto Blue Jays went into the week with a 97% chance of making the playoffs, mostly due to the play teams that they are racing with for the wild card, playing each other this week: Houston, Seattle play a series, and then the season ends with Texas-Seattle playing. So Blue Jays in a great spot to kind of just ride the jockeying underneath and and finish in in a wild-card spot. But they do need to win a game, as they have lost (laughs) now back-to-back to to the lowly lowly Yankees uh, in very disappointing fashion. Hopefully my dad is a good luck charm at tomorrow's game, uh, his birthday present. And hopefully he can bring some birthday luck as the Jays absolutely need it in order to sneak into the playoffs. And if they do so very likely they will end up playing who else, but the Tampa Bay Rays, which historically has been a very tough matchup, but this Rays team actually is looking injured. And the Jays took two of three in Tropicana for the first time in three seasons. So, Maybe There's not the worst matchup. Yeah, maybe not the worst matchup. Uh, certainly would love to play either Tampa or the winner of the AL Central there, uh, in, with likely being Minnesota. Those appear to be the two most preferred matchups, the two most likely matchups for the Jays, and they just have to beat whoever's in front of them. Ah, the confidence is not high right now. with back-to-back yeah. losses to the Yankees, but even if they can win two of the last four, they should just uh slink into the playoffs and then refocus and see if they can put together a run
1: i mean i know that on paper they actually have a pretty good record Mm -hmm. but all the talk all the buzz it seems like it's been a very disappointing season for the Jays.
0: definitely up and down they have the pieces to get it done it's just will they we'll wait and see that's gonna be it for this one uh Leafs taking care of business in St. Thomas tonight, just 20 minutes south of myself uh, with a dominating performance over the Buffalo Sabers. Uh, We got Knights back in town with John Tavares, Easton Cohen, and Max Domi. Domi getting on the score sheet. Unfortunately, no
1: Mario Mario Oh.
0: Wasn't in the lineup. Pierce, him, and Nylander. And Matthews opted to skip the road trip to uh tiny St. Thomas, which is a tough look, but Um, I heard tickets were gone in a second and only given out to certain regions of St. Thomas. There's actually drama behind the tickets that were given out for this (laughs) event. I'm hearing all about it at work because there are people who live in the area. Oh, yeah. Uh, But seems like a great time. Shout out to St. Thomas for the winning Craft Hockeyville. And hopefully it was an awesome game. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll talk to everyone next week after another great weekend of sports.
1: And since we somehow haven't uh, run out of time, I'll just like pop some quick starts at you. Canada honoured a Nazi, uh, the leading thinker in a lot of the post-George Floyd anti-racism stuff who was awarded a 40-something million dollar Program to make Boston University a more anti racist institution has basically done nothing with the money and gotten 30 plus people fired. And the US Senator, who was the chair of the Foreign Relations Committee, was basically um indicted for being a spy to egypt corrupt as fuck and is unabashedly and refusing to resign and saying he's being persecuted because he's a latino um so just a lot of awesome cool fun stuff this week it was all stupid and all terrible and i hope that catches people up on that and they can turn their mind back on the sports Mm -hmm.
0: Canadian women's soccer booked their ticket back to the Olympics. And, uh, I locked my car in a key, a dealership over the weekend. I had to get up at <laughs> five 30 to go pick it up on Monday. Maybe that's a story for another time. Uh, but I was definitely terribly stupid over the weekend.
1: Happens to us all, buddy.
0: I'm not sure it does, but I appreciate you saying that
1: <laughs> in some form or another. Um, all right. Uh, was a lot. It's a shorter one than normal, somehow. I'm not gonna drag on too, too, too much. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Until next week, Sports Next Door signing out.